This is the Stripped Down Podcast with Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, and Bravo reality TV star, Allie Levine. Join in with her weekly as Allie dishes on all things motherhood, the real, the raw, and everything in between. Buckle up, it's about to get real. Here's Allie. Hi loves, welcome back to Strip Down with Allie Levine. I'm so excited today because I have an in-person guest with me. She is a mama of three. You are a humorist. I would say you're like a fun Twitter mom personality. I mean, I crack up at your tweets. I know so many others do. You've just got like such a great social media following and you're an amazing mom. So Sydney, which is known as Sid Beer, welcome to my show. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Thank you. And, um, you know, a little real life, my mic broke the other day. So we're using, you know, the uh, internal. So you got to love it, but you got to just roll and work with it. And that's what I love about you is like you, when you put out on your social, you just like, you're just like, Hey, listen, this is what it is today. And this is what I'm sharing. And like, this is what I'm going through. And I just love it. So can you give us a little backstory about you kind of like, you know, where you're from, mom of three, how this all came to be before we kind of dive into like strip down. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So I grew up in Arizona. Okay. I live in Utah though, and I am a writer. I, uh, I actually didn't really start sharing anything I wrote until I went through postpartum depression. And I think what happened was that broke me down so much to get to the level of not caring Mm -hmm. what anybody thinks and feeling like I had absolutely nothing to lose. And so I started putting myself out there. Um, Writing helped me cope with it. And I just love sharing my perspective of motherhood and marriage and just everyday life. Yeah. Um, and I do that through humor. Mm-hmm. But of course, I am super passionate about finding joy in everyday life and, uh, you know, and the tragic things that we go through sure. and that break us down a little bit and still finding the light even when that happens. I love that. And I mean, I, I can so relate being someone that also went through pretty heavy postpartum depression. And mm-hmm. I love that you found humor in that and that you chose to go, you know, this direction of, okay, how do I make light of this, literally? True. And, you know, how do I also help others? Because people are reposting your tweets all over Instagram. I mean, that's how I found you. I was like, oh, my God, these tweets are amazing. Like, I completely relate on so many levels. So when you write these tweets out, is it just like it just comes to you, like, in the moment? Yeah, it definitely does. Okay. Um, I I share it immediately. I've heard suggestions that I should just take notes. But I just have to get it out there. Like, I am a moment person if mm-hmm. I feel it. Now, like, 80% of them are at the gym after I've had a very high level of caffeine. <laughs> That's when so Love many it. of them, yes. Okay. That's when I'm like, oh, I'm feeling caffeine. it. Totally. Yeah. 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 Everyone picks their poison. That yep. one's mine. There you go. So it could be worse. Mine's mine. It's all good. Wine. I mean, there's other <laughs> I options. Don't drink, I, don't, I haven't drank coffee in so many years. Is my New York accent. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I like, <laughs> so I like, you know, for me, like, I, I have tea once in a blue moon, but like other than like the lactation tea, I pretty much don't drink as much tea Mm, as I used to. So like I totally get the caffeine thing though because I have so many friends who are like, no, I I have to like live my mom up caffeine. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Oh, every pregnancy I'm like, okay, I'm done with caffeine Mm -hmm. because I won't have it during my pregnancies or while I'm nursing, which is why I think I'm a raging psycho. (laughs) (laughs) So when when I'm um, nursing, I'm always like, okay, I'm surviving without caffeine. Yeah. I'm done. Sure. And then like the four minutes after I'm done nursing, I'm like, give me a Coke, <laughs> a full one. <laughs> Come out and talk to me. I love it. So between between a, between a soda and caffeine, that's where the inspiration kind of happens. That's yeah. where the magic well, of the tweets it's actually, come from. So I love the gym. That's my that's my magical place. Okay. And um, I I drink pre workout, and so when my husband uh-huh. Ben. When he's doing something sweet for me, it usually um, is him buying me a new pre-workout to try. Oh. It's my love language. Okay. So hey, listen, whatever works. So that's whatever. awesome. Okay, I'm, so you do yeah. the workout and then it like kind of comes to you? Like Yeah, you're... like I'm an observational person, mm-hmm. so I really like to watch um, my surroundings. Yeah. And so... I love um, it. Okay, total I, total people watch. I am yeah. too. I love, uh, I love and it. And I'm having a lot of inspiration around here in California. Oh, in, in LA, honey? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you get a lot of inspiration. I hope we're giving you for the next like six months. I know. I've just been taking notes <laughs> everywhere. Like, 
Ben, my again, my husband. He it's his birth. It was his birthday yesterday. Oh, happy birthday to I him! Know, yay! And so he has asked um, that I put down my phone a little bit more sure. on our trip. I feel like every husband which asks is for that. super selfish. <laughs> I'm like, what? Right, you're so, like, I'm trying to get material here. Babe. I know. I'm like, there's so much to work with, and so I'm not gonna hold it against him. But sure. Come Wednesday back on <laughs> all right I love it so can you give I mean I know people after they hear this episode they'll obviously go check out some of your tweets that you post I Instagram or anything so. oh they will <laughs> but like don't worry they will okay do but, <laughs> but can you give me like of course I'm sure you have ones off the top of your head right that you can oh remember gosh. something could you share some good ones with us are you, I was hoping you would have some of your favorite. <laughs> I, was I have a lot of favorites already. Okay. I've reposted a few of them in my stories the last few Thank days. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I felt you're buttering me up. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> Good for you. Um, I, okay. Well, the truth about me is this. Okay. I have the worst memory. Oh, mom brain. It's a real thing, right? I had mom brain before I was a mom. I forget. Pregnancy brain or like you actually just had like just that kind of I have a brain. terrible brain. Oh, I have a terrible see? brain. See, <laughs> and I almost wish that I did because really? for me, I had like an amazing like mm. know everything, memorize everything kind of brain. Gotcha. And then, I don't know, I got pregnant and it got like worse. And then I had Amelia Ray and now it's like, what? I have to do what tomorrow? <laughs> like, I literally write everything down. I used to make fun of everyone who did that, and now I am that person who writes down in every single one of my, in my phone, in my notebook, on my computer. Like, I can't write enough things down. I'm like, this is psychotic. No, I, I write stuff down and I lose the paper. <laughs> like, I'm like, where did I write that? I had something to say or to do. I'm a mess. And even before, though, even before I had children, I would forget. So I'd just say mom brain. And let people think I was a 13-year-old mom. I love it. Like, I love it. Judge love away. It. Hey, teen mom, you know? They're looking for the next casting. Yeah. So the good thing about that is sometimes I'll rewrite the same joke. Okay. And not realizing I've already tweeted it because I forgot. Mm-hmm. And, but I make it better the second time. And oh, so. so it kind of gets like a little tweak. I like it. Yeah. But um, I know that there's a few favorites. One, the one that has probably went the most viral and I was not expecting it, <laughs> was um, when my husband claimed a fart for me. Oh, yes. I see, I see that one. That was, yeah, I showed that to my husband because he's the fart king. And oh, he was lovely. like, he's like, that's genius. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was because I was with Ben's parents. We were in his basement, his parents' basement watching a movie. Yeah. And I fell asleep. Uh-huh. And um, I farted so loud that it woke <laughs> me up. And Ben said, excuse me. And I was like, he loves me so much. <laughs> so it was super funny. I, it was an anniversary post um, last year. Okay. And um, it went viral in other countries. And there was Hilarious. Articles, articles in other languages and pictures of me and Ben. And people would message me and say, are you the girl that farted? And I was like, <laughs> this is not where I expected life to go. <laughs> right? You're like, to be known for a fart. Okay. I know. It's so classy. I mean, hey, there's worse things, there, you know? I, for sure. <laughs> like, we should That's hilarious. Yeah. That is hilarious. It's funny. So that yeah. one did really, really well, I guess, as far as people enjoyed it. Yeah. So Right. People and know. people related to it. I mean, as soon as I showed my husband, because I told him you were coming on, he was like, that's genius because okay. he literally is it's like love. Oh, it's love. Yeah. He's the farting king. Like I'm like, I look at him all the time. And I'm like, I know we've been married for seven years and I've known you for like 10, which is technically a decade, but yes. like, could you reel it in a little? Cause like sometimes you just release them and they're just like bombs that go off out of nowhere. And even your own daughter looks over at you like, Whoa, daddy, what was that? You know, like she's like, doesn't even know. And my animals go running. Like, it's like everybody like head for the hills, you know? Lovely. <laughs> well, our daughter has two older brothers and okay. then, um, I guess we have the second Fart King. Not me. Okay. Not, okay. That was one time. Okay. One, one time. time situation. Okay. okay. <laughs> and, uh, so our daughter is like definitely not classy when it comes to that. <laughs> We're like, oh my gosh, I hope she finds the right partner in life because that is her. She's just hey, like, listen, I just, own it. She'll just be real, you she know? People you are going to just like, the guy that comes along is going to yeah. just, he's going to be like, wow, she owns herself. Good exactly. Her. I don't, I am raising a daughter that does not need a yeah. man to claim her own fart. She's Amazing. got it. I mean, good for her. Oh, hashtag She's, fart goals, right? right? <laughs> is that Beautiful. a hashtag? Beautiful. Oh, it is now. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. I think, what was the other one I loved the other day? I'm trying to remember again. Mom brain. It was like something about tacos. Oh, there's a lot about tacos. Oh, there's a lot. I but there was one. There was a lot. One the other day that I think I reposted. Do you remember one of your taco ones? <laughs> 
She's like, no. No, I do not remember one of my top <laughs> wait, 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 ones. I'm going to have to pull it up. Do you have um, your phone? Yeah. I, I like, know there's a lot of Oreo yeah. ones. I feel like... Um, I was like, read us another one. So Oreo I, should <laughs> be money because I am passionate about Oreos. So. Oh, okay. We'll try to get Oreos as Oreo, sponsor. Are you listening up? <laughs> I'm picky about sponsorships. So I feel like that you should listen. Oreos Oreo. you should be into. Why are you I into Oreos? Um, I just like, um, you can look, I don't know if I have it yeah. or where you look. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm into Oreos because I really, um, enjoy, um, okay, I'm going to lose the part, the partnership possibilities right now. <laughs> I really like cheap food. Like, give me some Taco Bell, give me some Oreos or some lobster and crab. Yeah. Like, I'm all over the place. I love it. And so, I think that... That's a beautiful thing about me. No, I mean, <laughs> hey, listen, but you own it. And, like, I think that's awesome. I think that's why people, you know, they get into you because you just own it. And you're like, like you said, like you're like, here I am. And you, you know, find your humor and you just share it. And so when you, like, write out these tweets, right, and you share them, do you ever have, like, a moment where you're like, ooh, I maybe shouldn't have shared that one? Or, like, do you just, do you yes. just own, you do? Oh, for sure. Okay, I was just curious. Yeah. Can you share that with us? Um, sure. Well, there's there's um, a few things with it. Sometimes I will tweet out something and be laughing so hard. Uh Like, I am laughing out loud. It's hilarious. (laughs) And it's like, nobody retweets it. Oh, my God. Nobody likes it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Is something wrong with me? Like, (laughs) what is going on? I don't know. I'm finding humor in it. I know. And so then I get a little bit self-conscious when that happens. And I'm like, oh, well, it's okay. One person maybe might laugh. Right. Um, Maybe. Well, and I mean, listen, one person laughing is still like you're making someone else laugh. Plus, you just said you made yourself laugh, which is Uh, Which is easy. (laughs) I'm my biggest fan. You should be your biggest fan. I mean, nothing wrong with that. I mean, like, honestly, you have so many good ones. I'm going to have to, like, put the taco one on my um, stories when I release this because I'm, like, finding so many other good ones. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Mm. these are just, like... Like, I mean, I read some, but I'm still, like, getting through what the, the Sid beer. Is. I, so, I, there were a Sadly, bunch. you picked a topic I talk about a lot. So. Yeah, no. Hey, listen, like, <laughs> tacos, like, one of I my love favorite tacos. things to eat. Mexican food. I grew up in Arizona, and okay. so I did. Fair enough. My husband loves tacos, too. He's tacos not, or yeah, burritos. Yeah, he loves all that, too. He's all about it. I am, because I'm such a baby when it comes to spice, like, um. I love tacos, but it has to be, obviously, like, very, very, um mild and like or just not spicy at all everyone's like well that's not really enjoying mexican i'm like well for me it is because i just i can't do spicy i've tried my husband makes fun of me all the time he constantly makes jokes about it and i'm like i'm sorry but like you know what speaking of farts he (laughs) like constantly farts from that and constantly like has an upset stomach and i'm like not worth it bro. yeah and he's like yes it is maybe it is so (laughs) worth it yeah so he tells me he's like it's so worth it just make him drink a lot of water before oh yeah i should just be like you're at the age where you need to have tums before we got to dinner right he i like that he won't he's gonna look at me and be like what no i don't i like to enjoy my food (laughs) (laughs) i love that no i'm like babe i'm like seriously i'm like it's like ridiculous and he's like but i'm enjoying it like why do you have such a like an issue with it i'm like because it's gross. That's why. And he's like, oh my God. Like, I'm, I, he thinks he's funny. And of course, I think he's funny because, like, I'm married to him. But, sure. like, he's not your level funny. You know um, what I mean? Well, like, yeah. it's like, <laughs> I mean, really. You know, it's like, I was like, hmm, okay. Like, oh, okay. This was when I was had to laugh at because of being a C section mama, I was like, oh, oh my God. That's a favorite. Husband looking around or messy at home. So, accomplish anything and you saying, reveal C section scar. It's wild to think I literally grew a little human inside my body. Then it was cut out. Of me, then I fed that little soul from my very bosom. Anyway, you accomplish anything? I enjoy that one so much because, oh my god, first off, being a C section mama, like, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm mm. here for it. Like, literally, your body goes through this, like, not to say even vaginal, you also go through a car wreck, but like, especially, so I kind of feel like, especially when you get to like have a C section, you're just yeah. like, woo, and then you're supposed to just like survive and nurse this child and the whole thing. And it's like, how do you come out on the other side? So I love that you just like brought so much humor to it, and you're like, Hmm, carried a human, had it cut out of me, then I fed it, and now it's alive. Like, yes. what have you done today? Yeah. Like, I just thought that was amazing because let me tell you, it's given me such inspiration now in my marriage. <laughs> yes. And, like, when yes. Justin and I went to, out to eat the other night, and I forget, he was bitching on something stupid. And I looked at him and I go, I'm sorry. I carried a human for nine months. I'm still nursing at 16 months, my choice, but I am. You know, I'm dealing with the craziest familia, teething, everything else going on, trying to keep the house in order. 
have my podcast, have my stuff I do with my TV, like have a lot of things going on in my, as a mompreneur. Yes. And, 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 and I'm sorry, what are you complaining about? <laughs> you know, like you can't multitask what? Like, oh my God, I was just like, and he was like, and I read that to him and he's like, haha. And I'm like, it's way funnier to me because like, I'm like, mm, yeah, screw you. Yeah, Ben probably feels the same way. He's like, come on, woman, that's not fair. Stop using it every day. Yeah, yeah. no, it's just he's like, well, you can't like always pull that because like, you know, I can't carry a child I'm like oh but if you could would you and it's just silence yeah yeah I haven't asked Ben that let's pull him in right <laughs> I'm like I'm like you know most men would not mm. they really would I mean ultimately if we really knew well I don't know I would do it because I've done right. it three times sure yeah so I would You've done do it three it. times yeah um, but it is the sacrifice and the other thing I had a lot of people comment or message me about that one mm-hmm. about how natural birth also mm-hmm. and I agree I pushed two out of me and had one c-section oh well, I was gonna ask you yeah. okay so you've had two births, vaginal, vaginal and, then and then one, one c-section. c-section yeah and so um I just thought that it wasn't appropriate to lift up shirt and reveal yeah Vagina, right? So, I oh yeah, that would for be sure. No, yeah, thank, 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 yeah. thanks for sparing us for that. Yeah, <laughs> so for you're sure. Welcome. You're welcome for that. It was thoughtful, <laughs> right? It was totally thoughtful. I love it. So, you're a mom of three. So, you've got a yep. girl and two boys, right? Yeah. So, uh, ages and your kids' names, you know, you can share. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, my oldest is Rock. Uh huh. He's nine. And then my six-year-old is Titus, uh-huh. and my three-year-old is our little girly, and she is Iana. Oh, I love their names. They're so Thank cute you. and, like, original. It's so, so fun. fun. Yeah. So they're pretty close in age. I mean, three years apart is our spread. Uh-huh. So that, I feel like that's a good spread. No, I'm asking you because I'm only a mama of one. Mm. We're okay. talking about number two, putting okay. it out there She's in the like universe. 16, 17 16 months. months. Yeah. Okay. 16 yeah. and a half almost. Yeah. Um. I never, by the way, thought I'd be that mom. It was like the months, and now I'm so that oh, mom. Yeah. You're months. like 16 yeah. months and yeah, 22 are like, oh, so sh- Yeah, and they're like, hours. what? I'm like, yep, I am that mom. Yep, like raising the hand. It's totally fine. But if I introduced my oldest as in months, that'd be weird. So, <laughs> be another times. level. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm just curious. Like, how is the three-year-old, like, three-year gap for you? Because we're, you know, we're discussing it and starting to, like, have fun again. and Just see, you know, what yeah. the universe decides to bring. And just, no rush. That's usually just, when it hits you is when life is good. Uh-huh. You're like, you know what would be great? <laughs> Let's do that again that we forgot about. <laughs> Everything we forgot about. The sleepless night. Right. Zero intimacy. Let's do that again. <laughs> Because you forgot. It's a beautiful mom brain, brain, right? <laughs> mom brain, exactly. You just so totally I guess my mom it. brain just took longer than people. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I remember this guy as a pregnancy. Okay. I don't have beautiful pregnancies. Some mm-hmm. people do. I've seen the these unicorns. They exist. Mm-hmm. People have beautiful pregnancies. And I legitimately thought that would be mine. Yeah. I thought, because I had a cousin who is gorgeous, had the beautiful little tiny baby bump that was yeah. like heavenly. Uh-huh. And she like like cried glitter and <laughs> like was sparkle like she's amazing yeah and I was like that's gonna be me and then like I was like double fisting burritos by week six <laughs> yeah like don't look at me <laughs> like my voice deepened I got like chest hair and I was like I was a beast every time wow every time I was every a beast. time I was gonna yeah. say it was a difference between no. boy and girl no it was bad every single it just got steadily worse so the I love the three years but ultimately it wouldn't have mattered if we waited one or 20 with our third yeah she like no matter what was gonna rock our world she was our hardest pregnant r as in me yeah oh no i get it i, I, I told you i was like pregnant. we're pregnant and everyone's yeah. like you're pregnant and but i mean they, like let's give some men some credit because you change when you're going through pregnancy oh you do for sure and like they are dealing with that and trying to like cope with it and when there's other kids at home yeah and your wife has changed dramatically that's hard. Yeah. They give a tiny sure. bit of credit. Right. They get a tiny little. bit. I mean, I do tell Justin when I was going through, I was like, you did this to me, but I'll still give you the credit. <laughs> yeah, I was involved, but right. still, you get all the blame. I get all the glory. Yeah. Let's do that. For sure. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, hey, I'm here so for So, I don't know. I feel like you'll know when it's time to have another one, and okay. then you should listen to that and do it. Okay. Or wait, if that's what it feels right. right. Yeah, no, so. it's funny because I'm, I'm, I'm torn because I'm really loving this time with Amelia Ray and so it's fun. so much fun and we've bonded at like a whole new level and I'm just like enjoying her and like enjoying everything. And then the other part of me is like, but I do want them close. Yeah. My siblings, um, my brother, uh, D- Daniel, uh, were about four years apart and the uh, youngest were about eight years. So we're oh, far. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so for that, and, and you know, my mom and dad, you know, they wanted them for their part. My mom was a mom who really wanted to have time with each of us. So everyone is different, obviously. So for my mom, it worked for her. But now right. me looking at the situation, I'm like, 
I would have liked to have been a little bit closer to my siblings. I'm close to them now, obviously being adults, we're very close, but it took me a long time, especially with the youngest, to get close to him because our lives were so different. We sure. had completely different lives. So I was just curious for you, like obviously it's not as far, but I was curious how the three year spread works and like what you think in your household with your kids, like how they handle that gap. Um, I think that's a really fun gap. Um, my six-year-old plays with all my nine-year-old's friends. Like he's not, he's like the littler one, but yeah. they, but he's like old enough. Sure, that yeah. He wants they to be all, They're all friends. Yeah, and that's so, great. And then, that's how my brother was with my older yeah. brother. Yeah. And my siblings and I were all super close. My mom busted us out so fast. Like we are either like 14 to 18 months apart, all of us. Wow. Yeah. She, and so. Oh, that is some serious closeness. Now, serious closeness. It was, I don't Did know. Did your mom ever she, say how crazy that was? Um, she, she said that she would, um, when she was pregnant with the brother after me, she literally tied me to like my belt buckle thing, uh-huh. whatever I was yeah, wearing to sure. her ankle while she was vomiting <laughs> oh in the God. toilet. So I pretty, and then, I mean, I grew up there a psycho. It was crazy. Yeah. And so, and it was fun. I love having sure, a lot of yeah. siblings and we're definitely closer in adulthood. How many are there? I have four brothers. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you're the only girl. And then um, two half-siblings, okay. too. Okay. And so I have a half-sister. That oh, okay. Is, a half. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got I'm it. A half-sister, but she's quite a bit younger than I am. All right. So I hope she enjoys that because <laughs> I'm aging <laughs> and she is not. I love it. So being that you came from that kind of kind of more family that was closer in, in age, yeah. and now you have your kids and they're more spread out, like, what's, like, what, I'm just curious, like, what do you think as far as age gap? I feel like um, for my mom, it probably worked well to just be done and like get it over with. Yeah. And then um, for me, I love the three years. So, you do. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm just so sure like a, f- a couple has to make that decision for themselves. Yeah, totally. And, no, like, I just want to hear your opinion. But I definitely, I love it. I yeah. love the three years. That's awesome. I think it sounds good. Yeah. Three years apart. Totally. It's not too far, not mm-hmm. too close. Too close for me would have probably killed me. Yeah. So. No, listen. And, and like you said, everybody's fast. different. Yeah. And I totally get that. So... As you know, I told you when I wanted to have you on, not only because I love your humor and everything, but I love that, like you said, the humor came from a much heavier place, yes. which was your postpartum depression. Yeah. And as you know, I told you with Stripped Down with Levine, obviously, yes, it's playing off the show, it was on with Stripped and being real and raw and vulnerable, but the realness is... On the show, I want my guests to truly strip down to their authentic selves. Like and right share. now, you want me to? Yeah, could you strip okay. down for us? I have been working out really hard. <laughs> Amazing. Let's go for it. This is why I've got video here too today. <laughs> Surprise. We're going to get so many likes. <laughs> I love it. But no, for real, I want you to share a little bit about, you know, taking you back a little bit about your postpartum depression and what that was like for you because for me being a mama who was kind of like recently out of that journey yeah. and really didn't think I'd see the light at the end of the tunnel I'm just so curious and I'm so inspired by you as a mama yeah. and a woman who's got three beautiful children amazing husband and family and everything you're doing and then you know taking that humor from that situation and being able to build what you've built can you share kind of that beginning of how postpartum depression was for you and, and kind of take us through how much you you know obviously remember and like yeah just, just kind of talk to us about your journey sure um i will try not to be long-winded because that is my no guess. it's fine <laughs> but um, i want i really want to i honestly i really want to hear it and i, I think sure. it's really important for other moms you know to know that like this is something that is so common yeah and look at what like beautiful and amazing thing that came out of it like for you with like your writing and the tweets and instagram and social media like how people not only thought you were hilarious but that they found inspiration in you and that they found comfort in you because that was the first thing I found in you and why I was like, oh my God, you have to come on as my guest. Oh, you're the best. Thanks. So, you know what I mean? So so share that please. Like, whoa, like, you know, where did it start? Like, do you remember like in, you know, like when it was, you know, was it, was it with every child? Like, can you sure. take us back? Okay, yeah. Um, I did not have it with every child. In okay. fact, I have never dealt with depression in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that is something that made this harder mm-hmm. um, because I didn't know what I was facing. What um, The journey actually started with uh, the pregnancy. Okay. And I immediately in the first trimester had feelings I have never felt before. I... I had had two miscarriages already, okay. and I would have a miscarriage, and then I had a healthy pregnancy, and then a miscarriage, and then a healthy pregnancy. Oh, wow. So I was sure it was going to be a miscarriage, yeah. but not only that, I almost wanted it to be, okay. and I did not 
I felt like a monster. I just wanted to lose the pregnancy so badly. And I just wanted to, I would not say it out loud. I didn't know what I was dealing with. I didn't know yeah. that you could have depression during wow. pregnancy. Yeah, I've and heard so, this, but now this is yeah, the first time. Yeah, I never, wow. I had no idea. And so I had thoughts that just, were not me. I am an optimistic person. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely a, you see the light side yeah. of things. Mm -hmm. And so I was dealing with a monster and I had no idea, but then, um, it went away with the second trimester, but in the second trimester, I was diagnosed with complete placenta previa. Oh, and so the, okay. my placenta was covering my cervix. Mm -hmm. So, and that is where my C-section happened is okay. I couldn't, um, I wasn't able to have a vaginal delivery. Um, I didn't know much about that either. Sure. And um, my midwife was sure that it would move. I They said placentas in that position, 98% move. Okay. I am a Googler of everything, but it's the one time I didn't Google. I had no idea what it was. I was like 98%. It's my yeah. placenta is going to move. Sure. So I went along with my day, my life, whatever. Just yeah. did the pregnancy, two kids. Um, and one night I got up to check on Titus and Rock. Uh -huh. um, I mean, probably got up to pee for the 15th time, oh, probably. Yeah. And I was about 25 weeks pregnant. And I got up to use the restroom, check my boys. When I was tucking Titus back in, um, I felt a warm gush all down me. And I was like, great. I just peed myself. And I, oh, wow. I went to the bathroom and I was covered in blood. <gasps> Oh my and God. I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And it was like the craziest feeling. I felt really calm and I was, blood was just gushing out of me. Oh my God. And I like, like when your water breaks, well, not everyone's water breaking gushes. Water. I don't know. Uh -oh. No, but, no, no. Water breaking. Like, oh, like, you know how your water breaks? Yes. Like, okay. Is it like yes. that? It was like that, but it wasn't stopping. Wow. It was just mass amount oh of blood gosh. and it was just pouring out of me. And mm. I was in the boys' bathroom and our bedroom was across the house. I made my way to Ben and I was like, hey, dude, think we should go to the hospital. Oh and um, he was like, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm just bleeding to death over here. So maybe we should go to the hospital. And so that is where the journey began, actually, is um, I thought um, that night they told us that there was a really large chance we'd deliver my baby. And she was, and that was when I was 25 weeks along. Oh, wow. And then they had to move me to another hospital and they got the bleeding to stop. That's when I learned placenta previa will actually cause um, a mass amount of blood loss. Um, oh. And so that is where our journey started. So I spent about seven weeks in the hospital on mm -hmm. bed rest. Mm -hmm. And I my my boys stayed at home. Ben had just got a promotion at work. It was the ultimate stressful situation. Wow. Um, I was just away from my kids yeah. and just sitting on a bed and they were monitoring cookies. you. Yeah. 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 And um, so they um, watched me nonstop and my baby nonstop. And she kept showing like she was strong. She was getting and she was growing and it was mm -hmm. fine. But I had the gushing of blood happen 10 times total. Oh, my God. It was really bad. Like if I would, I was just terrified to stand up. And I, wow. it was really, it was I terrible. can't even imagine. But the thing was, is I was able to keep such a positive attitude. Mm -hmm. And um, we did our best. Ben and I struggled a lot through that time. It was really hard on our marriage because I just felt so alone. Yeah. And he had the weight of the world on his shoulders. He was terrified about losing me and the baby. He was terrified. Like he had just got a promotion. He was right. trying to be a stay-at-home dad for the first time. Oh, wow. It was stressful. But <sighs> I turned to writing and I wrote my first blog during that time. And I wrote about the hospital stay and I made oh, it funny. Okay. And I only shared it with like friends on Facebook and I... Um, I just, I coped with it by writing and being comical. Uh -huh. So then fast forward, I had my baby at 33 weeks. Okay. So she was early, but mm -hmm. she wasn't that early. Yeah. It okay. was definitely not 25 yeah. weeks. Mm -hmm. So we, they kept me in the hospital. Well, it was like 34 weeks. And um, then she was in the NICU for just one week. Okay. And that was a huge blessing. Um, and then we went home and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that storm is behind us, ready to move on. Yeah. But then the postpartum kicked in. Oh. And I had no, I didn't know that people who deal with like a more traumatic um, experience and my C-section was terrifying and mm -hmm. um, there was just, there was a lot there. Mm -hmm. But to spare a thousand details. Um, the postpartum started about four weeks after she slept really well when she was still in like an, a, you know, like an yeah. infant. Yeah. But then she started waking up every hour. She screamed, she was colicky and I was miserable and I had never dealt with depression. I thought that if you had postpartum depression, that meant you were sad. 
But that is not how I felt. Mm -hmm. I felt pure rage Mm -hmm. and I directed it towards my husband. Um, I think I wasn't, as a mother, sometimes you, um, going through postpartum depression, sometimes you put it towards your children. Sure. Um, Maybe you feel like um, they ruined your life Mm -hmm. or you have just regret for having them. Mm -hmm. People have those feelings, but it's terrifying to admit. Oh, of course it is. And And you feel... Like a bad mom, yeah, so much guilt, Mm -hmm. and so I didn't. I did feel some of that, but I felt I feel like I like couldn't quite bring myself to fully do that, so I put it towards Ben. Okay, instead. Okay, so you directed it at him a hundred percent, and I just hated him during that time. I didn't want him to touch me. I didn't want him to look at me. I wouldn't communicate with him, and I just glared at him like a teen, like constantly. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. If my children touched me, my skin would crawl. I just felt like completely hopeless all of the time, wow. and I could not get a While grip on anything. While having a brand new baby, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I honestly had no idea what I was dealing with. I thought I had no idea. I was just yeah. in darkness. I, um, and I couldn't bring myself out of it. Everything that I had ever done before, whether I'm very, a, I'm very much a prayerful person. Mm-hmm. I stopped praying. I wouldn't go to the gym. Things that brought me the most joy, I hated. Okay. And I found no joy in them. I couldn't sleep even if my daughter did sleep, which she didn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I couldn't get her to quit crying. And if we were in the car, she would cry louder. And she would cut herself with her nails till she bled. Even if it was insane. Wow. I I was like, I've ruined my life. I've ruined my two boys' life because before she came... It was really lovely. Right. We were like in a really good, like sure. happy, go and do fun things. And then I was just not showering, even yeah. worse than now. But it was like bad. Right. It was never. And I just could not take care of myself. And there was a lot of red flags along the way. And mm-hmm. Ben didn't know what he was dealing with either. Sure. I didn't know what I was dealing with. One night, um, I had asked for a divorce. Yeah. And he... Um, <laughs> sat me down and was like, you need to talk to me. Like, what is going on? And that was the first time I explained to him that I was having really unwelcome thoughts mm-hmm. about, like, not being around anymore. I wanted to walk out the door and never come back. I literally visualized myself opening our front door, walking with no shoes on, right. out to the street and never come back. Wow. That was the only thing that made me feel peace. Mm-hmm. And then um, when I told him all these things, and then he said, you know, I think you might be depressed. And I said, no, I am not depressed. Mm-hmm. I don't feel sad. I feel really angry. Right. And he's like, I, I think there might be something you should call your doctor. And I, and I just refused. Sure. I said, no, I'm just tired. I need sleep. And um, you need to help me. Give me sleep and it will help. Right. But it didn't. He did help. He got me. Um, he started getting up with Iana and I was feeling terrible still. So it was a really, so I, I thought that that was the problem and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then I thought Ben was the problem for not helping out enough. Mm-hmm. But when he started helping out, mm-hmm. I was still feeling that way. Right. So the things I was blaming it on were getting fixed and I wasn't. Okay. And then one day um, we had a disagreement about something and I was so angry and I just wanted him to run me over. He was leaving for car for work mm-hmm. and he was talking to me and it wasn't even heated. It was just like a normal, like this, this or that. Right. And as he was starting to drive away, I just wanted him to run me over. Wow. And I thought, oh my gosh, that is not me. What is happening? And as he was driving away, I called him and I told him, Hey, I just wanted you to run me over. And he's oh my like, God. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like this, this yeah, is not okay. Breaks. Yeah. So he called my doctor. Okay. And my doctor's office immediately called me and they got me in. And that started the door. And Iana was almost 10 months. So for 10 months, I dealt that's with this. I was going to ask. Okay. So this, yeah. when you had this feeling of wanting to be run over, this was yeah. 10 months out. Yeah. Wow. And there were little things along the way yeah. that should have been a big enough mm-hmm. sign. When I look back, right. I'm like... I don't ever feel like that. That is mm-hmm. not me. And um, it's not normal to feel helpless mm-hmm. and hopeless in your motherhood journey. Mm-hmm. You don't have to feel that way. But when you're in it so deep. Oh, it's so heavy. It feels yeah. like that's how you're just sure everyone feels that way. Mm-hmm. And it's just your life now. Right. But it isn't. And I can say that because I'm on the other side now. Mm-hmm. And I know what happiness feels like as mm-hmm. a mother and as a wife. Mm-hmm. Especially knowing how it felt to not have it. And to not have my humor. I didn't feel funny ever during that time. I just felt angry and really unhappy. Um, So then um, I did go to a counselor one time, one visit. Mm -hmm. I did, and then I did talk with my doctor, and then I just started 
journey to getting better, which took a really long time too. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, what were some of the tools? So you went to a counselor. Mm-hmm. What were some of the tools that you were able to utilize and do in order to take that journey to getting better and, and feeling more like you? Yeah. Um, well, I um, one of the things that the counselor suggested, it probably helped um, a change pretty quickly, um, was she said to do the things that once brought me joy. Okay. And even if they don't right now. That was probably the first time in about 10 months that I started praying again. And it was really difficult because when I knelt down to pray, I felt nothing. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I questioned anything as far as faith goes. Sure. And through that whole 10-month period, especially. Oh, you were questioning yourself. Yeah, I was questioning mm-hmm. everything. And I just felt nothing. And that was a big part of my um, my experience was feeling nothing all of the time. Yeah. And I'm a very um, intuitive person. I'm all And so to not have something that's so big of you. Yeah gone was felt really empty wow and so i i started doing the things i started going back to the gym and all these things slowly and some weeks i did great some weeks i did terrible it was just a matter of building right but my um the funny thing is that ben throughout that whole time said you know when you were in the hospital um one of the things that helped you was writing so you should write he said that probably 20 50 times i don't know but then one day, one day, my doctor said, you know, when you were in the hospital, you wrote, maybe you should do that. I was like, that's a great idea. And I go home yeah. to Ben and I was like, Ben, he suggested I write. And Ben was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you serious? Like yeah. I said that I've so many times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so. Isn't it funny how sometimes things click from someone else? It's yes. not our partner. So yeah. it's very close to us. Well, I didn't us. have rage against my doctor. Right, of course. So yeah. I can listen to Ben's suggestions right. no matter how good they were. So right. yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to hear it from him. No, but I, But I, um, I started, I wrote, um. I wrote a year after um, the one Iana, uh-huh. um, almost to her birthday. I sat down and I wrote my a book. I have not published it, uh-huh. oh, okay. <laughs> but it's something I share on my Instagram that I'm doing that I'm writing um, from. So I wrote the whole thing. I wrote eighty thousand words in three wow. weeks, and that was That's huge. Intense. It yeah. was. Um, I had had a surgery, and so I had a babysitter a lot, um, and I just sat and I wrote. And it Good for you. really like was so it was like my little therapy session. Yeah. And I did not go back to that book for about a year because it was so heavy and the right. feelings so it was were like still there. Kinda of had to get it out and then kinda of put and it away. Okay. okay. So okay. I did that um, and that was a huge factor for me. The biggest thing though, if someone's listening that um, for a takeaway is do things that once brought you joy. Yeah, I love that. Even if you're not feeling it now, just mm-hmm. get back in the routine because yeah. it's going to click. Right. And I know that it clicked. It took a long time. It took months um, for me to finally have something click, um, but it did. Yeah, no, and I completely, you know, understand and relate because I also went through that postpartum depression and I know what you're saying when you say, like sitting here, like like looking at you like so happy and like, yeah. you know, beautiful and, and like full of light and saying those words of like, I just wanted to be run over, but I get it. Because for me, it was like, I told you, like I turned to my husband in bed and was like, I feel like I'm mourning the death of me. Like that's what this podcast was born out of. It was like yeah. so dark and everything like didn't make sense. And I was just like, how could this be motherhood? Like this is some sick joke. Like what is this, you know? And so I completely understand like, you know, in a way of what you're saying and like what you were feeling because like I was there in my own dark way too. And same thing, like I didn't do anything that brought me joy and I pushed everything away that did and I didn't do things I should have done. And we don't realize as mothers how much of that is so necessary to be able to be good human beings and be good to ourselves and be great wives and be great moms because it's like if you're not doing things for you, then how are you supposed to operate and do for anyone else? And I think that finally clicked for me over the last few months. It's like I finally got out of that dark space. I did a lot of work. I also therapist, did some counseling, had a postpartum specialist. You know, my husband helped me with a lot of different things, a lot of meditation, also prayer, you know, and doing things for myself, like getting my nails done again and getting my lashes done and going for a walk by myself or just doing things for me and getting out or going to an event and things that I was feeling guilty about doing starting to do again yes and now that I you know am out of it as well and have this light in the tunnel I'm like oh my god I wish someone would have said to me what you said which was do things that once brought you joy that is like 
so important, I think, yes. for moms to hear. Because that doesn't just end with after the postpartum depression. That's all of life. Like, you have to keep checking back in. And that's why, like, self-care, yes, it's such a buzzword, but it's so important, you know? It's yes. like there's so much behind self-care. There and there's so much that, like, it actually, what that means and, like, exactly what you were saying of, like, writing for you, not only therapeutic, but it's, like, so good for you and it's something you enjoy, yes. you know? And so it's, like, and same with the podcast. It was, like, that's what this was born out of. Originally, for me, it was, like, I just need to get out my feelings. And then when I recorded the first episode of Mourning the Death of Me, honestly, in my head, I was like, I'm not putting this out there. Like, there's no way. People are going to think I'm crazy. And then I was like, you know what? I just need to release it. And it was like, just release and go. And then the feedback and the moms came out of the woodwork and people from all over that started downloading, listening, that were like, oh my God, thank you for sharing this. I felt this way too. Or I didn't even know I had postpartum depression. Like, it's crazy when you start to have these conversations yes. of how many others have experienced this in all different shapes and forms and like for you like you said it started kind of back in your pregnancy and you didn't even know no idea and that's so crazy I just brushed aside those feelings that right. I felt like didn't belong yeah and um along with what you said getting um I got a sitter once a week mm -hmm. which at first I felt ridiculous for I thought sure. I'm so lucky to be a stay-at-home mom mm -hmm. and um I am getting a babysitter it sounds really selfish to me but in that time, I learned that the quality of my life yeah. matters. Right. It, and it matters for so many reasons, but I am a happier mother mm -hmm. and a happier wife. And I can give so much more um, when I refuel myself. Yeah. No, and thank you for saying that because it's like I almost feel like this is my therapy session. Because, like, <laughs> I will charge I'm, you. <laughs> you will charge me. Well, and I feel like for me, it's like I, you know, I... In my mind, I feel the same as you. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm a working mom. I feel so blessed to be in the space of being able to be home with Amelia and raise her and do all these things and be able to work from home for the most part yeah. and only have to leave for certain projects and things like that. And then I have moments where I'm like, but I need a break. And more than just when she's napping, because when she's napping, I'm podcasting or I'm on the phone talking to brands for my television segments or whatever it is that I'm doing, I'm working usually or I'm cleaning yes. up the house. Right. And it's like, I said to my husband the other day, I'm like, I think I'm going to start looking into like mom helpers and potential other nannies and sitters to be around when I need a few hours here and there. Yeah. Because you shouldn't feel guilty for that. And like you said, I and I appreciate you saying that like it makes you better. It makes you come back to like who am I right and like how do I make myself happy so I can keep giving to my family and to my husband and I didn't realize how much of that like I lost also it was like not only did I lose myself but then I lost giving to Justin and like being like a good wife and being intimate and like being this relationship and then I even lost like you know like my happiness towards my friend like just everything it was like I was consumed with Amelia but didn't realize that I was literally consumed with only Amelia yes and, yes. that, you know, and it's like, I think so many moms are so afraid to say, like, I love my child to death and I'm obsessed with them, but like, I need a break. Yes. And it's like, it's okay to say that. It's more than okay. Yes. And it's important to say that. And I think, um, if you really want your home to work, then you have to take care of your partner. Yeah. Um, and you have to take care of yourself first. Mm -hmm. Otherwise that's not going to work. And I, I feel like Ben, um, his the amazing man that he was capable of being came when I was my worst mm -hmm. and it allowed him an opportunity to step it up mm -hmm. and make changes that he needed to change by helping more with the kids, sure. helping more. Like I just didn't make him do that. I felt like I stay at home. I'll do this all the time. Yeah. He works. Right. But this completely changed the dynamic at our house. Isn't that wild? It was Same with Justin. It was like when I, cause I also, you know, a C-section, like when I first had Amelia, like I could not, move out of bed like I could like after I got home from the hospital like I literally could barely like get out to like go to the bathroom like I was just stuck in bed so it was like trying to nurse her trying to get her to latch hand him hand her off to him he's changing her he's bathing her my mom and his mom are stepping in yeah. and it was like I felt like a failure from day one because I couldn't do anything like right. I could barely nurse because my milk hadn't dropped because of my c-section which nobody also tells you <laughs> and then it was like oh and I can't get up or move because I'm in so much pain and like this is insane and then it was like you know he's doing all these things and then all of a sudden finally I started like being able to you know move around and like getting a little bit more confidence and then my milk dropped so I was able to start nursing and slowly after you know a few months things started like working but in that time I didn't realize like how you were saying for you was so soon for me it was kind of like two and a half like 
almost three months in that it hit me and so I didn't even know how dark I was I didn't know how submerged I was it probably was going on earlier but I wasn't aware of it and I just kept getting deeper and deeper and it was like he's back at work now he's he's back into his own and so same as me as you like I was like oh I don't need him to help with this and this because I'm doing it and I'm the stay at home and I'm, I'm picking up you know the slack of this and this and that and then same for me like going through the postpartum depression that's when he stepped up too and he was like okay you know what like this is not okay and you're not in a good space and like I need you to be okay for you I need you to be okay for me and like for our daughter and like this is not working and after like we started you know doing things to take steps to get me better it was like okay now all of a sudden like he's helping even more than he was before and he's checking in and going do you want me to take her do you need a break or he comes home from work and even though he's tired he's like go get a glass of wine and go sit in the tub (laughs) like I could see her had a hard day you know and it's like you need that yes absolutely and I am convinced after the things I've gone through in my life that the challenges that were given and the tragedies and the failures are to help us become the people we want to be. Yeah. And I know that um, Ben in this was able to step into the man he was capable of being. And Mm -hmm. he was, he's always been good at communicating. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like that was so helpful through my whole coming out of this. And he was able to say, what I need a little bit of like intimacy, intimacy with you. Right. (laughs) And not just sex, but I want to hold your hand. I want you to sit by me. Right. That's what I need. What can I give you to help get that? And so um, what I would say is, you know, I have my kids touching me nonstop. Yeah, of course. And there's three of them right. all over me. And I'm nursing. And right. so I don't want to be touched. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I get he, that. Yeah. <laughs> I only have one. And I still am like, right. Mm, don't well, touch me right now. One will do it. <laughs> um, and you have a dog. So <laughs> yeah. you have it going. Um, and so I've learned that. Um, if he gives me some debriefing time, it allows me to calm down and then I have more for him to give. Right. And so he was able to step into this very commutative, care of my feelings and my thoughts. Let me tell you how I'm feeling. And then we would be able to communicate what I needed. And that's the other thing is um, for Ben, he was able to step into this role. And for me, I was able to get to the point where you have to, like you, you have to ask for help. Yeah, you and have to ask for help. I feel like a lot of us would not do it if we never had to. Right. So some of us are put in a situation where you're absolutely forced to ask for help. So true. And then you realize, you know what, I'm going to survive. Right. And I'm going to be okay if I ask for help. Right. It's going to be and all right. It's, it's going to be all right. And, yeah. and it's going to be more than all right. It's right. actually what I need. And, and then like, I could help more. Right. So it doesn't take anything away. It doesn't mean you're weak. When I was in the hospital, mm-hmm. I relied on all my friends. I relied on my mother-in-law mm-hmm. and Ben. And so when I was out, I just refused to ask for help because right. I had already asked for everybody's help. Like, yeah. I don't want them to know that right. I was strong at a hard time. And now when things should be happy, I was mm-hmm. falling apart. I did mm-hmm. not want people to know I was so weak. Right. But... I learned so much by asking for help and that people are so willing to help. Yes. And you also, by sharing that you need help, you're also inspiring and encouraging other moms to feel it's okay to ask for help. Right. You know, like even this conversation with us now, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I do need to ask for more help. You know, it's like, it's true, but you don't realize because you put so much on you and like us as mothers, like we just like, it's crazy, but it's like, I have such a new appreciation for my mom. It's like, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, like, I, I love my mom, of course, but like, Going through this now, and especially my postpartum depression or anything else, I'm like, wow, like motherhood is no joke, man. Right. And like, this is just the beginning for me. You know, it's like, it is. You know, it's Hang like, there, girl. you know, it's like, it is so, but it's like, again, for you having three beautiful children and a great marriage and all these things that you've got going for yourself, it's like, there's the light at the end of the tunnel. Like you said, like, you have come out of it and you're stronger for it yes. and your relationship and your children and everything. Yeah. And it's like, now you can breathe. Right. You know? Yeah, because it was just three years ago um, that I asked for a divorce like every Isn't other day. crazy? Yeah, and I like couldn't stand the sight of my husband. And I know that there are women out there mm-hmm. who are like, oh my gosh, I know what you're feeling. Right. And um, I felt terrible about that, but I just thought, you know what? Like separating is probably going to be best. Right. Like, but that's how problem. you felt. <laughs> right, in the moment. Yeah. You know? And it's like, and, and I think we don't realize too with postpartum depression is like it 
it it's personal obviously to us but we don't realize how personal it ends up attacking everyone else yes. around us well because i didn't people even you're comfortable with attacking right. I yeah think. exactly Maybe yeah. i was at least i attacked no husband. same like I, I i you know i put a lot on justin and i like my friends i kind of just shut them down yeah and my friends kept trying to like kind of poke me and be like why don't you hang out with me today or like why don't you go to this yes. and i was like no I'm, I'm just gonna be home you know it's like i didn't realize i was just like staying in my home right. like total cabin fever essentially and then wondering why I'm losing my mind it's like well because you haven't left the house in two weeks right you know and then I would get mad like Justin would be like well you haven't literally left the house in two weeks and I'd be like yeah and I'm trying <laughs> to like handle Amelia like I'm trying to like even shower like how dare you and he was like I'm not trying to yeah. like tell you something you're doing wrong I'm trying to point right. out the fact that like you're not doing for you like you're just literally in this house like go out like go to Marshall like I don't care go do something yeah. you know and it was like when I finally allowed myself to start doing things, all of a sudden, you know, and of course doing the work of counseling and everything else, your mind starts to open up again. You go, oh my God, I was this person before. Right. Like this person does hobbies. exist. Yeah. Like yeah. I have hopes and dreams. I have things right. that I want and that's okay. Like it's like, it's like, I think too, when we become moms, we think like our lives have to just become being a mom. And it's like, you could be the best mom, but if you're not, like you said, good to yourself and you're not putting yourself first, you're not going to end up being a good mom no. because you're going to be drowning in one way or another. Right. You're just going to live day to day trying to get through, right. get to bedtime and that's it. Yeah. And we're so, we have so much to offer other people, um, as you have mentioned by, um, taking care of yourself and then having more to give. Yeah. And it was, um, on, I was a part of a Facebook group, mm -hmm. um, during this time and a mother, I remember a few moms posted, like, I think I'm going through postpartum depression, da, 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 da. And um, I, uh, two times I wrote out a comment and said, like, what are you doing? How do you know? And I deleted it. Uh. And um, I was like, no, I'm not ready. And then it would happen again um, that I even posted it and then deleted it. Wow. Because um, I was so scared. Yeah. And the third time I didn't comment, um, but that, but I did, um, it was because of this woman. I don't even know who she is or mm -hmm. anything. I just know because of her post mm -hmm. that she said, I'm, she said, mentioned rage and these feelings that it connected wow. for me. And that was another big, mm -hmm. yeah. And so, and that's why I felt, um, I would start my Instagram page is that because of someone else's post, mm -hmm. I, um, got help. Yeah. And so maybe, and this was something with, um, getting to the point with postpartum where I no longer felt like I had some, anything to lose by yeah. putting myself out there. Right. I felt like I had already lost my mind. Right. So like, yeah. what is the, yeah. what, I don't know <laughs> what, <laughs> what yeah. else is there. Yeah. It was a total effort day when I started actually, mm -hmm. it was a really, really bad day. And I just was like, F this, I'm just going to start. And, um, I did. And I got to the point where I cared way more about that one person mm -hmm. that it might help mm -hmm. more than a hundred people that would think it was stupid okay. or judge me or yeah. think like, I can't believe she's right. sharing that. Right. I just thought there's one person, there's one person who needs this. Just like I was that one person That's right. and that, and what that one person is very real to me because it was me. Mm -hmm. And so there is someone else out there, that one person who it's worth sharing for. And awesome. if we all do that, yeah. that then we come together and like, um, in, in a yeah. real human way right and help each other yeah motherhood united yes yeah yes hashtag yeah exactly <laughs> i mean it's it's true and, and i appreciate so much you had that feeling and that like also that woman like you know like, grabbed you and you're like oh my gosh so, like i kind of need to do the same and yeah. like kind of pay it back in a way exactly and that's awesome and it's like you know so that's where social media can be such an awesome place like look like how we connected and yeah. it's like you know people don't realize like things can be so dark but it's like sometimes if you look for inspiration, whether it be online or, you know, in a group that you're in or whatever it is, like there are other people going through it and, yes. and, and like more than you realize, but you have to be willing to share it when you're ready. Yes. And it's like, for me, it's like same now too, is like I've been sharing and sharing it more and more. And it like feels so therapeutic for me right. to be able to talk about it and be able to not only feel like, okay, I'm not crazy, right. but also I'm helping other people by being like, hey, this is what I was feeling. Like, it's totally normal. It doesn't feel normal. Right. But it is. Right. And like, it's, and it's, and it's like you said, it's so many emotions and it's so wild. And whether it be rage, whether it be sad, like for me, it was, I had some rage. It was more sadness for me. Mm -hmm. It was more darkness for me, heaviness, um, a lot of like heavy, heavy thoughts, a lot of, um, 
like how you were saying kind of the run over thing like I didn't have that but I had other you know thoughts right. and you know like I said like mourning the death of me like for me I felt like I just died like I was like oh it's fine and I'll just like live in this like new like whoever this is and like Allie's gone and like I'm just a mom and it's like you don't realize how toxic that thought is right you know and so it's like so fast forward for you like you come out of all of this now you know your humor and all these amazing tweets that you're putting out on your Instagram what's next for you like you said you've got this book that you're working on that's amazing what is it like where are you going next with all this and like what what do you want to do and what are you wanting to accomplish um that's a fun question I I feel like the fun part of my Instagram page is that I'm sharing everything Mm -hmm. um and so I'm sharing the things that I want to accomplish and I don't know how they will work out or if they will work out or if they will go well or if they'll flop (laughs) and I don't know I don't even have um, my book is completed yeah but I'm reading through it one more time and then I will just let people know like I'm going to send it out this is how it went because other people want to publish books that's a goal for people so Mm -hmm. I'll just share it so my big hope, my big baby, yeah, fourth baby, because mm-hmm. I'm not doing pregnancy again, <laughs> is the three's book. a wrap. Yeah, <laughs> I really want to get my book out there. Okay. I put so much heart and soul into it. That's amazing. And, um, I just, it's really funny though. It's not just like depressing. Right. I promise. It's okay. a good read. Yeah. Um, no, I'm excited to read it. <laughs> it's a lot of. Humor. I want a copy. I'm claiming it now. Okay. I'll sign it. For you. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> it might be the only one. <laughs> I'll be like, here it's printed um but excuse me I um I'm in I'm talking about a podcast I'm talking about um I'm doing the book and um I just I've always wanted to do public speaking and writing so I have no idea exactly where things will go but I am putting that out there I'm put I'm putting it out there and see what happens and hey you're on my podcast I know (laughs) and so I just am I feel like it's really like follow along for will I fail or not? Like it'll be like the ultimate. <laughs> I love it. Like yeah, I and no you share idea. it real and raw. So I, I mean, I, I'm here. For I don't it. know how I love to do it. anything else but be extremely honest. So I think um, that's why I completely vibe with you from the beginning. I was like, this is my chick. <laughs> yes. I always said when I was a little girl that I I wanted to be a stay at home mom with billions of dollars. I love it. That was my thing. And so I figured there's got to be a way. People make money doing ridiculous things. Oh yeah, sure why not? Someone you will pay you me can for totally do it. Yeah, and you're and you're. Massages. I, mean, I could do massages. <laughs> Massage and tweet. Me. Just kidding. Just kidding, Ben. <laughs> no, but I mean, your humor is great. And Thanks. like, you bring like such light to like heavier subjects and things that are so hard. So many of their mom pagers are sharing them because they feel that same relation. I know other moms are needing to read it, are needing to see it, needing to feel it because it's like, we all need that. Like when it's hard, it's like, you need something that's going to make you laugh, you know? Yeah. So I think that's awesome. So it's like, you know, I'm sure people are going to love the book. Like, I'm sure there'll be so many cool projects coming. Are there any other, like, little gems that you'd want to leave my, you know, audience with? Like, just about motherhood, just about, you know, what you've gone through. Like, anything else that you'd want to share? Um, You should have given me a heads up about that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like it made it thoughtful. I think that I, on the spot, I would say that the most important thing um, – for me yeah. comes from Mother Teresa and that is um, if you really want to make a difference in the world take care of the people that are nearest to you the Instagram pages and the platforms um, those things like they're fun yeah but as mothers or fathers or just people in general yeah you have the immense power to make someone's life different and you need to focus in on that even if it's your own at that stage focus in on that power and be good to the people that are nearest to you because that. that matters absolutely the most that's amazing okay well that was really good for being <laughs> on the spot I, I mean like I all emotional hormones <laughs> um, okay and I oh this is my new thing now I ask so um what is one well I'm sure there's many but what is one uh, rewarding part of motherhood right now for you and what is your biggest pet peeve right now Ooh, okay um, I always think about pet peeves and now it's like, phew, out of my head. <laughs> yeah, of course. um, okay. The most rewarding thing for me as a mother right now is, um, watching my children laugh at themselves. Okay. Um, I feel like my gift, um, which I did not recognize as a gift, um, is humor. Mm-hmm. And I did not recognize that as a talent until postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. I realized that, um, I was able to to make people laugh. I mean, I knew that before, but it especially it changed, sure. obviously. Yeah. And so I feel like um, 
I was listening to something um, Ellen said, Ellen uh-huh. DeGeneres. Uh-huh. Have you, are you yeah. familiar oh, with yeah. her? Oh, yeah. Just a little. <laughs> We're only in L.A. <laughs> um, she talked, I think it was her, but now I'm not sure. Let's just say it is. Sure. I don't think she'll call me out <laughs> if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that I'm wrong now. Anyway, I, I think she said of her father, possibly, that everyone said he was really funny and she had no idea. Oh. And I feel like um, we should use our talents the most, give our uh, people around us, again, the best of our talents. And so for me, I want to use my creativity, my humor on my children. So when I see them laugh about something yeah. or have joy in something or come up with their own like way of making a joke and mm-hmm. being fun in a bad situation, that is my greatest joy. Okay. I love it. So that's it. the most rewarding. That's yeah. awesome. I love it. And what's your pet peeve? Um, in motherhood or just in motherhood. general? Well, I mean, motherhood, I would say, but it could be in general. Um, let's see. Motherhood. Um, <laughs> my my kids not going to bed when after I've sung them like four songs, done a prayer, did everything right. Voices. I've been a nice. <laughs> I've been a nice mother, and uh-huh. it was a positive experience. And then they push it. Like if it's past eight thirty, I right. become a monster, and I try to explain it. Sure. I'm like, if you want a happy bedtime. Go to bed at 8.30. If you um, want me to be psychotic, that is going to happen at 8.31. Okay. And so that's hey, a give me fair time. warning. Like, no more stories. Yeah. Stop it. Okay. No more questions. Hey, that's that, that's And fine. super patient. Listen, <laughs> you know what? You're honest about it. It's like, that's all I you can do, you like know? 50 better Oh, yeah. You can text them the to me home. later. Yeah, I love it. I can always add them in the show instead. notes. Right? <laughs> Put this in there instead. For me, my most rewarding would be Amelia's just like, pointing at everything right now and like realizing everything that she's you know so young and like coming into the world and it's just so cool like she's like sees like a baby baby it's like you know ball it's like everything is like so obviously new and fresh to her and it's like I love getting to like experience the like world through her eyes it's just like so rewarding and so beautiful and then biggest pet peeve would be Everyone, not everyone, many moms and others commenting on, why am I still breastfeeding at 16 months? That's like my biggest pet peeve. Yeah, I I mean, that's a whole other topic. But I just feel like, listen, to each his own, you do what works best for you. And she's thriving. I'm happy. I'm enjoying the bonding. It wasn't something that I thought I'd be able to keep continuing and I have been able to so I'm just going with it so yeah. I mean my nine-year-old loves breast milk <laughs> just kidding oh, okay <laughs> I was like I love it he was like you know what here for it all well just thank you kidding. so much for being on you were such an amazing guest and go ahead I'll put this of course in the show notes but plug yourself tell us where to find you and all that good stuff okay um my number one is Instagram mm-hmm. so it's Sid Beer mm-hmm. C-Y-D-B-E-E-R <laughs> pretty simple yeah pretty fancy there and um, that's where most people are gathering because my Instagram stories are also lit. Oh, so. they are very lit. Yeah. I think I enjoyed the donut one the most so far. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Unboxing. Gotta watch yeah. unboxing of donuts. That's fantastic. When I look at that, <laughs> if someone comments on that, I feel cringe. I think I'm it's like, hilarious. oh my gosh. Anyway, so, um, and all of my social media, um, Facebook and is it all Twitter. at Sid Beer? Yeah. Okay, cool. Kept it okay, so far, yeah. Hey, you figured really fancy. Why make it hard for people? Just yes. make it simple. And if my book is ever finished, please yes. read it. Yeah. If it's ever. Yeah. Maybe three years. Well, <laughs> hey, listen, whenever it comes out, I'll have to thank have you, you back on. We'll do, a, we'll do a part two. Well, thank <laughs> you so much for being on. And uh, this was amazing. And bye. Cheers. Thanks for joining us on Strip Down with Allie Levine. If you want to continue the conversation with us, head on over to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also see what she's up to at www.allylevine.com. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.